It's the NPCs. It is the end of July, July 30th, 2021 for us. But of course, for you listening, it is most likely August 3rd, 2021. Welcome, 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 and welcome as well. Hey, Kyle, you're over there too. What's up? I'm on here. You are here. You you exist in some space, nah. some form, some some dimension of, I don't know, something. It has been a very, very long day. I have been on the road most of today and so i am very out of it oh yeah yeah my oldest was doing a college prep program as a part of like this last week for for the summer even though they don't go to college for another couple of years it's it's one of those things that kind of progresses with you through high school oh yeah, yeah. and i had to go pick them up and that was a long drive and i had to take the other kids with though too so my wife could go to work so Taking them along, a lot of the back and forth, going around everywhere, and basically expecting to kind of be out of there by like noon, maybe one o'clock. No, not getting home till like four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, Being gone man. all day. I am I'm out of it. But what I'm not out of is talking about video games because we haven't actually done one of these recordings in a while. Given the fact that we've been so busy with Open Critic. We've been so busy with NPCs Discuss. We've been so busy handling the news. We don't have time just to talk about the video games we're even just playing. Yeah, no no kidding. Um, yeah. It seems like uh, at times I'm not even getting to play video games anymore, but I can squeak in a few hours here and there. So Yeah. Uh, I mean, for us at least, we played some Battlefield 4 together. I was yeah. absolutely dominating on... Uh oh god what was the name of that map in Battlefield 4? Uh god it's the ocean one where the storm comes in and the waves are coming up. You got all the little islands and that you're running around. I can't remember the name of the damn map though now. It's oh, the one yeah, where you can you... trigger the megalodon. There's a megalodon? We talked about this. Yes. If you there's a certain part of the map that you can go to like or, or in the water, you go out far enough and it's just a random trigger. I don't know exactly how long it takes, but you can get a megalodon to jump out. Once once we're done recording, I'll find the video, we'll watch it together and you can of course be the, huh. you know, you can of course be surprised by the fact there's a megalodon. I I swear it's Battlefield 4. Maybe it's Battlefield 3. I'm damn now I, I'm not even I, remembering. I could have swore there. I just watched a video where someone was talking about a megalodon in like Call of Duty in one of the the Black Ops maps or something that you have to go do some stupid tasks and then look at this puddle and then it comes out of the the puddle and that that just kind of ends it. It like nope. eats you basically. Nope. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll find it. I don't know. I, Maybe I it's just go. weird coincidence, and I'm I'm just blending it in into that, so I'm I'm forgetting. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe we'll <laughs> maybe we'll get enough people together go and try to actually find it and uh, surprise you at least that way then too. Yeah, so but, I can crap my pants to that shark. Yeah, there you go. It, it's definitely. It doesn't seem like it's as big as like the megalodon that you fight in Sea of Thieves, though. 
I'll tell you that. Oh, that Sea of Thieves okay. Megalodon is is pretty freaking terrifying. This one, on the other hand, I mean, it's whatever. Anyway, anyway, enough of that. Yeah, we played some Battlefield Four together, uh, but I happened to check out and have installed now Microsoft Flight Simulator for the Xbox Series X, and I have two things to say about that game. Okay. Or no, three things to say about that game. Three things. First thing is controlling with a controller is not that bad at all. It's actually much easier to do with a controller than obviously it is by using a flight yoke or a flight stick. Mm. Uh, just, I guess it's being a, like adept to it, given the fact that we've been playing video games for so long that flying around in vehicles and that using a controller is not that bad. So it makes sense. Okay, so there's that. That's the first thing. The second thing, it does look really good. Uh, I think I'm running at 4K, but around 30 frames per second, though, and it still does not look that bad. There are some things with rendering that do pop in, but the render distance that I have, like I flew over Cairo, there's actually an option for like free flights and easy flights to kind of get you acclimated to playing Flight Simulator right. on the Series X. But one of them was to fly over Cairo. So I did that in a little Cessna. And uh, that render distance was actually really good, but you could at, you could see things popping in. Like, it wasn't just a slow, gradual, just like, um, you know, dissolve away from you as you're getting away and just appear gracefully. It was just pop right there, right in your face. Oh, There's wow. buildings right there. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't the end of the world for it, but, you know, there's that. But the third thing about this, and you and I talked about this last night, was my suspicion that there's something about Microsoft Flight Simulator that it might be running in some kind of weird Windows emulation. And here's my reasoning for it. I know it's weird to say that, but it's the fact that you boot up the game and it happened again. You boot up the game and you get a mouse cursor and then it changes over to a dedicated cursor that was made specifically for uh, flight simulator on the xbox itself it's actually it goes from being just your standard mouse pointer that you see on a windows like uh, just on a windows machine right. all the way to being the, the little circle pointer that they give you but they didn't change any of the interface at all compared to what you have on uh on pc it's the exact same interface so you actually have to move around like you're moving around a mouse using your controller to open up things to close things out uh, to interact with stuff in the cockpit. Of course, I guess that's mm -hmm. kind of a given. Uh, but it's it makes me wonder exactly how that's running behind the scenes then. Like if it's truly running in some sort of weird Windows emulation or if by some weird chance it's actually booting up the or using the underlying Windows kernel in some way that it's actually bringing up a pseudo like faux pas Windows desktop. Right. And I, I, I had I had thought on that a little bit. Um and a lot of those guys that work um in the, the hardware division for Xbox came from the uh US uh Sega division from the, the days of Dreamcast. And a lot of them grew up, you know, playing the Dreamcast and it was a Windows C E based system. Right. So and they they take a lot of uh 
a lot of that knowledge and they they've even said in interviews i've seen elsewhere that they've applied some of that knowledge to the current new console so i'm wondering if maybe that's what you're seeing is that that uh that derived version of windows to to emulate that they that they were talking about eventually potentially utilizing you know this is just the first step into what I've been saying since they announced the Series X that it was going to be a dual-use system where it's going to be console on one side and PC on the other. And because of how much they're bridging the game streaming and such onto PC and how much game streaming stuff they're going to be bringing directly onto the Series X as well, especially like with all the demo stuff, it makes me wonder if that's what we're going to see next, especially because Microsoft just released a new product called Windows 365. That allows enterprises to spin up Windows VMs for their employees that have all of like the work related tools on them and stuff, the things they Mm -hmm. would need to do their job that the employee would just sign into from their regular computer. So no need to VPN, no need to um, connect in, no need to say bring your computer home from work, but it's right there. And it makes me wonder... Are we seeing the potential start of that through flight sim in some way? Now, I know, of course, this is way out there. Like, like I'm talking like it if we're talking like because of flight sim, it hasn't rendered yet. It's one of those mm. things that's just not going to dissolve it. It's just going <laughs> to appear all the way down the way. That's what we're waiting on seeing right now. And it makes me wonder if that's what could be coming potentially. But I... That was just one of the weird things I saw when I booted that game up, that it's like a mouse cursor. And of course, it spirals (laughs) into the biggest conspiracy theory ever. Like, I mean, I need some Microsoft Xbox branded tinfoil or something for my for my head. Maybe I'll shred shred down some old like Xbox demo discs or something and then, you know, make them into an aluminum foil or or strip them of it and make glue them and put them on my head, you know, That'll protect me from the Bill Ga- the Bill Gates rays of everything. Oh wait, no, I got my COVID shot, so I've already got the Bill Gates five G microchip in me. So yeah, damn it. <laughs> but what do you think of that though? I mean, isn't that just so bizarre? I think that's bizarre. It it is, but I I think they they are trying to push the uh, hardware to its extreme so it can it can play some of this PC har- uh, software and. In order to do so, they've got to tap in and utilize that those uh, Windows portions and those those uh, aspects of Windows that they've imported to the hardware. Um, right, I feel like right. I I, I would imagine that's got to be the case that it's like okay, we put it on PC first because this is where Flight Sim has always been. But when we bring it to console how exactly are we going to handle that? And so I'm sure that there were some underlying PC based assets, like more like, um, I don't want to say drivers. That's not the right word, but there was something in the software on how it actually made calls to the underlying hardware and the kernel itself to actually get things moving that brought it up the way it did. But I just thought it was funny. I'll, I will make sure to get a picture of it, you know, just to, just to show that, um, but it is definitely a beastly install, though. Base install for that game was like, like they said, they had said, they announced it's like, oh, we cut it down so that way it'll only be like an 80 gig install. No, that game was like 103 gigs. Jeez. And that was, I had nothing else. Like, 
in that download, like there wasn't anything that says you could select like this and then like, oh, I want to download these these planes or these airports here at the same time. No, there was nothing like that whatsoever. It was just download the game. So I did it. And then I went into wow. the marketplace and triggered some other things to download um, in Flight Sim itself. But no, the base install came in at around 100, 102 gigs. Crazy. It might be coming up now for me to go and spend the 220 bucks for one of the expansion drives. Man, that that's nuts. It is. But, but I, I mean, it, it, it was going to happen eventually. You think about it. I mean. Yeah. But I uninstalled Warzone and Apex Legends from my Series X to put it on there. So whatever yeah uh but that was flight sim it does play well it does look good i will actually have to see if my yoke and throttle control can plug into it and actually see if that does work or if i have to go spend money on the turtle beach one uh but it does look good it does play well with controller so don't fret on any of that but besides that i didn't really play any pc games uh i did play some forza with the kids bought a ton of drift cars so my daughter's oh, like, yeah. oh, cool. Hey, there's a pink car. It's like, okay, let's buy it. And not really paying attention to the car itself. It's like, oh, that is built specifically for drifting. And you can barely touch on the throttle. And you are you it are, just... you're already going off to the side. So, yeah. yeah, she was not very pleased about that. But we, we got a lot of drift cars because they were all free, actually. So we were, a- after she got a little frustrated and walked away to go do something else, I ended up playing around with the drift cars for a bit. So did a lot of that around... Uh, um forza so mm-hmm. yeah you get a chance for that one by all means go uh you know go grab yourself a drift car and go go screw around with that but that's it on my front because again being a busy adult what uh what about you what have you been playing so of of course like you said we uh played some battlefield together um i felt like i actually did pretty decent on that one match that you were doing actually awesome on uh, but for me, I was only doing like decent, you know, I was, well, which is pretty average as of late <laughs> to either do decent or bad. Um, eh. but yeah, I still have fun. Uh, yeah, no, had some fun with that. Uh, what else played mass effect? Of course, I've gotten quite a bit further since the last time I talked about it. Uh, gaining the trust of what's her name, Liara, the robot chick. That's Tally. Or, she's not robot or Tally. Tally she's not is robot, Tally is she's, the, yes, the one who hides behind the mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yes, Liara is the Asari. Okay. Yeah, and now I'm actually trying to uh, do collection missions for her while I'm getting people off that that particular planet. Um, and just got the assassin. Um, I think he's kind of a cool character just to the way he he holds himself and whatnot um but haven't really gotten to take him out onto too many missions yet because i just started the next mission there uh to get the last person there i think i hope uh but then i have to do miranda's mission that's also there to get her loyalty so i I mean i i've been progressing quite a ways through the game right i've got quite a few uh i think four people's loyalty now but closing in on you know just needing to get people's loyalty i've got almost 100 percent of the galaxy uncovered and surveyed and whatnot so so you are probably pretty close to well no because you still got that other person to unlock 
So you probably won't be even hitting Mass Effect 3 for at least another probably 10 to 15 hours, potentially. I mean, how many hours, are you, already, how many hours are you already in to Mass Effect 2? 43, I think. Holy fuck. Okay, maybe yeah. you're closer than I thought. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I still have a bunch of loyalty missions. Uh, Jacob, Zaid, uh, oh, both yeah. Morden and Garrus. Well, uh, okay, so you might be okay, now Thane might be around about sixty hours. Then is when you start hitting close to end game. Then, especially because yeah, of your so. completionist run. Well, and I'm not even really trying for a completionist run. It's it's just winding up to be about a ninety percent completionist run, if not more. You well, know? if you would stop getting those goddamn renegade points, you could you know potentially earn more achievements for the Paragon. The only time those have happened, I don't know. Stop how, shooting innocent how. people. I never do. <laughs> I never do. Apparently, you do. I I I I retracted and and went back to a previous save. I had to like play for like three more hours. I was like that far behind. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to so. me. I know you like just shooting those innocents. You're, nah. you're getting those. You're getting those renegade points by There's accidentally enough regular pulling, targets. Yeah, you're getting those renegade points by accidentally pulling weapons out on the citadel because it's you know. Just keep on dropping them out, and it's like, oh, God. Does that happen? No, it doesn't. I'm kidding. Oh, I was going to say, because I've (laughs) accidentally done that a few times. That that could... I have done that plenty, too. I just... We talked about it before. It's just that would be funny that that's how you're... You would actually be penalized for for that, specifically for the fact that you're inadvertently drawing your weapons in a peaceful situation with nothing going on, and you're being reported for it, so... You don't really notice it, but it's just very small, like, fractions of points right. that are going away. It's like there's no way to get 100% then. I don't oh. know. I have I have started to know, notice uh, hitches in the AI, even on the new uh, version of the game, where you walk into a room, and if they're way too far away, because um, right now I've got the uh, antimatter rifle lo- unlocked, and it only, it only holds, like, 13 rounds, but... Uh, regular targets I can take out in one hit. If they've got a shield, I can take them out in two. Um, and like armored targets, it takes like the half the ammo of the gun. If I really wanted to take them out with that, uh... but like I I don't know. Like there there are times it's it's a walk in the park, but there there are times that I don't know. It's just crazy, but with that antimatter rifle, I'll, I'll uh, even heavily armored targets. I'll be so far away that I'll shoot them, and they don't react. Right, and I'm like, wait, did did I did I hit him? Is is it broke? Uh, I'll shoot again, and then I'm like, wait, I thought I saw him flinch. Did I hit him? Okay, last shot, boom, and they're dead. And I'm like, whoa, okay. I guess I did hit them. They're just not doing anything. And or times where I'll be like three quarters of the way through a firefight and like one enemy AI goes through this like weird script and it'll get hung up just in the middle of nowhere, just standing there. Yeah. And it's like they can't fire or anything. They're just that, they're they're a complete halt. That also happened to me in Mass Effect One, in the the legendary edition version of Mass Effect One. There would be some AI that would just like screw up somewhere there, um, and enemies would just be frozen there. Like they were, they were standing and ready to attack, but they weren't doing anything. So you could walk up to mm-hmm. them and interact with them, but you should, in theory, be 
pulling like some type of aggro on them or something. I don't know what was right. going on. So it must or, be and something like you'll you'll kill one or attack one and it, he may not react on the first hit, but you'll kill like you'll either kill him or get him down to half health and all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, the script kicks back in and it figures out where where the AI is and what they need to be doing and all of a sudden they come back to life, but sometimes not. I don't know. Right. Maybe there's just some, weird. like I don't remember a lot of that in the other in the original Mass Effect releases, which makes me think that maybe this is something that was introduced when they were uh, remastering everything. Something got weird underneath and just happened to mess with it. I just don't remember the AI getting stuck like that. The hmm. one thing I will say about Mass Effect Two now now that I've actually started to really enjoy the game because I know I was having my qualms, especially with the uh, mission style, like ending a mission every time you actually go down to a planet or something. Yeah. But, um, I, oh shoot. What was I going to say? I, I, I just lost track of myself. Uh, <laughs> you were talking about something with hesitancy going on a mission on planets. I already lost it. Oh, too. I lost it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I lost it. It's fine. It'll come back to me here, uh, here in a bit. We'll be, we'll be closing um, out the episode and be like, I remember now. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's all good. Um, it wasn't like super important. I, I don't know. There, there, I, I've started to enjoy the game a lot more. Um, I, I definitely have started to go and talk to the people around the ship more, and that, um. I think it has added to the game, and I, I missed out on that on the first game. Um, but I guess that I'll just have to go back and replay it or something. Hmm. But, I mean, other than Mass Effect, uh, I did start uh, playing uh, Dead Space, the original one, again, because uh, I got all hyped up. Yeah, because the, the new uh, announcement now of that game coming out. Yeah, um, and I, of course I'm going to buy it when it comes out because I love Dead Space, but I figured, you know, I, I pretty much beat the hell out of it. I've, I'm one achievement shy on uh, Xbox of having the first 100%ed on achievements, and it's like one of my favorite games to play. So I was like, I'll buy it on PC and play through the series again. And man, that game really does not need an update. Um, it looks fantastic still. Not gonna lie, uh, I I imagine the the uh, update will look even better, and I can't wait to see some some DLSS in there, ray traced yeah, necro ray tracing, and holy crap, yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely excited, especially with my my card, heck yeah, no, um, but play playing it again. It it really didn't need it. it. It's just a fantastic game still, and uh, playing it on PC, it, like it's been probably oh nine years since I played it the last time. Maybe they'll use this as a potential way, based on the sales, to actually see, you know, should we invest more money back into Dead Space? Should we do a Dead Space four? You know, would they? You would know, they potentially I, leverage I really... that. I'd really like to see a rewrite on Dead Space 3. I never finished it. There were chunks I never of the story it. that were... Yeah, I mean, there were chunks of the story that were good, but it was more of an action game, to be honest. It was like someone got a real good taste of what they were doing with Resident Evil 5 yeah. at the time. 
and they they translated it into dead space and it worked at times but most of the time i felt like it fell short it it wasn't much of a horror game anymore but i don't know they could rewrite it they could they could expand it um i'd be fine with it that was a great game series so but i'm going to do an all uh single plasma cutter run on my first run cuz I, I i know you get the uh bonus achievement for doing it and actually it's the best gun in the game anyway wasn't mass was it or was it not mass effect was it dead space 1 or 2 where depending on the achievement you got in that you could actually unlock the foam finger pachoo pachoo yeah it was uh mass effect 2 actually if That's you what I beat want. the yeah, it's, if you you had to beat it on the hardest difficulty, which out, actually only allows you five saves, and uh, once you die, it, um, it, I I don't recall if it deleted your save. I don't think it deleted your save, but once you die, it was game over. You know, but yeah, five total saves for the entire game, and if you yeah. could do that, then you got the foam finger. I just I just remember when the foam finger came out and it's just him going pachoo pachoo and yeah, taking out pew pew yeah pew, pew. and it was just blowing up necromorphs with it. I just that's by far one of my favorite little things from that game. So yeah, no, it, amazing game series. Um, totally excited for the the re release. Same here. I'll Can't have to wait. go and in, I'll have to go reinstall uh, Dead Space One on my PC as well. I got it in my Steam account, so I'll have to go do that too. Yeah, we we can run it as a parallel. Oh God, see how. See see how we uh, fare. Probably not very going well. back to it. Probably not very. I well. don't know. I I I feel like I I wouldn't have a problem. I beat Dead Space the the first one like probably three or four times. I I know. Actually, it might be four or five, three for sure. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh other than that, the last game that I played was a one called mother gunship it was actually the free to download if you are an epic game store member and have the uh, two-factor authentication done and whatnot um i only just started it it's a little odd um when when you pick up the gun part so it starts out and it is just like you having two robot hands and you just punch so uh it's like one trigger is, or your your uh, left click is left punch, and your right click is right punch, and then eventually you can uh, get guns and build guns. Um, but it it you get parts that are like capacitors, barrels, so on and so forth. The more barrels you have, uh, the more potentially you could output on your firearm. But then you want like capacitors and stuff to actually like ramp up the the damage and whatnot but it, it seems like it's a kind of cool um maybe a little childish on the story but uh that's either here nor there like i said i just barely started it um it just gives off that vibe yeah and i installed it too i've got it set up on on my pc as well because you're the one who was telling me that that was one of the free ones and i will also give that one a try here this coming week and see how that goes. Yeah, and like when you're building the guns, it's kind of interesting. So you'll get like a uh, socket portion. 
And the socket portion, depending on the shape and dimensions of it, uh, it'll tell you, you know, it, well, it brings it up. In, you have to be at like a bench and it brings it up in like a blueprint. And you, you get to look at it and it'll say, oh, it's got, you know, a socket portion on top, two on top maybe, and then one out the front and then maybe one out the bottom. So that's where you can build other socket portions, barrels, capacitors. Uh, and I haven't even unlocked all the parts. I've just barely started it. So Okay. Yeah. And um of course you'll you'll you're able to dual wet wield weapons. Uh it looks like you might actually be able to uh once you get enough parts make the two weapons into one weapon. Just have one giant gun that requires both hands to use. Okay. Or potentially double functions. I don't know. That that's what I've seen in the trailer and I don't know, just the the vibe I'm getting off of it. But yeah, it, it's kind of inter- interesting. I'm I'm kind of wondering if, you know, I I didn't really read a lot on it. It'd be cool if it was a roguelike because of the way it's set up. Uh, because they they talk about there being a boss door, and how there's a big angry face, and when uh, or I guess the guy says, uh, I'm a boss, and I put a big angry face on my door so people know I'm the boss. But I wonder why these aliens do it. And it's like, oh, Jesus, God. <laughs> what? You know. Yeah. Kind of kind of interesting. The way you're starting to talk about that with the big angry face, I'm like, did Andros make an appearance in this game or something like that? Well, you, you know, the, the boss door has just, you know, generic outline of a face or whatever that. Right. Yeah. I was just worried that it's like the boss is going to be a giant face with hands that you have to take but on i feel like this one potentially could turn into like some sort of roguelike um and that would be cool i'd be fine with that if it did because the way the bosses are set up and the way the areas are it's like you move room to room similar to like uh what was the the one that's like based on beat and metal and stuff well metal music but it's based on the the beat oh bpm of course um <laughs> yeah uh no it, it very reminiscent of that how the rooms are set up and then of course like i said the boss door and the the way the boss was it's like this long tunnel that i was fighting him and he was chasing me down but then there was a finite end once i got him to a low enough health point that you know there was a like oh he's gonna attack me like this certain pattern or you know, with this amount of force, and if I move around and do this, it won't matter. But if I if I stay in this spot, it will, or whatever. You know, your standard boss battle, but it, it gave off the roguelike vibe. So you think maybe the potential for this game is that right now it's based on the way it's presented itself, at least like, you know, we saw in videos and what you've played already so far, that it could potentially change around its game type there relatively quick and with relative ease instead of being like a weird shift that just doesn't make sense i mean it's possible i mean it seemed like there was also a hub world because i haven't died necessarily yet right but uh and i I, i'm still on that first run technically but being as there is the the hub style world where you can buy upgrades upgrades and stuff but you only find stuff when you're out maybe it's like a void bastard style because void bastards was uh roguelike for each ship you uh boarded if i recall 
I don't. I actually don't remember playing that game. Yeah, Preston talked about that one a lot. He was a big fan. Uh, but it was uh, basically you were a prisoner that uh, was cannon fodder that if you failed the mission, then they would just send someone else in and you would have different stats and whatnot. And you could potentially get a bad character, like have a cough or something that would would alert other people to your, your presence. Or oh, man. maybe you'd have a quirk that would help you on on that particular run. Okay. But it was progressive. That one wasn't like reset every time. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you still continued on the story. Even though the current hero you were working with died, you just got a new one, and you just progressed the story regardless. Okay, I get you. But I don't know. I I plan on playing that one more, uh, figure out what's going on. Like I said, story's kind of cheesy, but gameplay is pretty fun, actually. And I definitely want to see what... what the what kind of weapons you're capable of like making yeah i'm genuinely curious when i can get that game finally booted up myself too and see what what you're actually capable of in there i i hope it's it doesn't seem too borderlands-esque right where you're handed like a million different guns and and such you know? oh no 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 like when, once you get a part you start like a like it the first time you get parts it's you walk into a room and it's like, oh, here's four parts. Right. And you get uh, two uh, uh, pieces that'll be like joiners. You get one barrel and a capacitor. So you basically okay. have bare bones, uh, the two sockets that, and yeah, or uh, the, not the two components. They're, they're, I think they're called sockets, actually. But um, you start out with that, and then you go through a big chunk and before you even find a second gun. And then once you pick up that second gun, you do like two more rooms of just mass enemies, and then you do this boss fight. And then once you're through the boss fight, you go back to that hub world. Okay. So. Huh. Yeah. Um, and you you have to be at a crafting table in order to upgrade your weapon. But other than that, I I don't see it getting like carried away with like having tons of guns. Just the ability to customize your gun to see what kind of different stuff it can do. Okay. Man. Cool. But yeah, that that's all I've been playing. Well, fun stuff. I mean, at least we found some type of time to play video games this week. Right? Yeah. And of course, you, the listener, have found time to listen to us Go on about the video games we've been playing. And if you like listening to what we've been talking about, obviously you must like us. We have a whole back catalog of us that you can go and listen to. And of course, if you want to be able to listen to all the different things we do, you can subscribe to our podcast. Go subscribe to that podcast on anchor.fm slash the dash dash podcast or on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Of course, out of all of this, we're on social media, Facebook, Twitter, NPCs Podcast. Go find us there. Links are on our anchor.fm page. And, of course, we're on YouTube. Go follow us on there. With that, that's it for uh, what we're playing, of course, this week. So we'll catch you guys all in the NPCs Discuss on Thursday. And with that, we'll catch you all later. Laters. Laters.